Open your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 this morning as we are utilizing the, some of the prayers of the Bible to make them our own prayers, which is why they're recorded. Not just so that we could sit back as distant hearers and look at how others pray. It's intended that we would take these prayers and pray them to the Lord, make them our own. Uh, not just quoting, here's what they said, let me say the exact same thing, but that we would seek the Lord as they have sought the Lord. Matthew chapter 8 this morning we'll read and then we'll sing and then I'll come back up make a few comments upon the text to kind of direct and focus our prayers this morning. Matthew chapter 8, a very familiar passage to us, Jesus cleansing of the leper. Verse 1, when he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest. And offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. We set this time aside each Lord's Day morning for prayer. Because we're a needy people. And God is able. God is able to meet us and willing to meet us in our need. And so we utilize this account of Jesus cleansing of the leper. Now, why utilize this prayer this morning? Where is his prayer? It's, it's right there in verse 2. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. That's his prayer. I look around the room. I'm not aware of leprosy in this room, by God's grace. So what, how, how in the world might we go about praying this prayer ourselves? Well, throughout Scripture, skin diseases are given and communicated to us, leprosy in particular, are used to symbolize the heart condition of man. What man can see on the outside, because we can't see the condition of the heart, that's an inner thing, what man can see on the outside, the deterioration, the rot of human flesh throughout Scripture is used to help us to better understand what God says is the condition of the human heart. Our hearts are leprous. Our hearts are are decaying in sin and rebellion against God. That's a helpful picture for us. Sometimes we fail to recognize just the depravity of our own hearts and our own souls, even as Christians, that daily as we are being sanctified, our hearts are becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. But we're daily battling the reality of sin, and leprosy reminds us that we're not yet where we will be by God's grace. Under the law of Moses in the Old Testament, those who were so afflicted with leprosy on the outside, they were called ceremonially unclean. They were unclean. They could not be around other people. Uh, they, they certainly couldn't be in the temple. They had to be kind of quarantined so they wouldn't infect other people. They had to be restored to society slowly if, by God's grace, the individual was able to recover. Here's what we know about leprosy. And one of the reasons it's used biblically as an illustration of our own hearts. Number one, leprosy is incurable. 
Now, by God's grace, from time to time, there would, he would bring healing in, in the lives of people. But you could not go to a doctor and say, I'm, I have leprosy, and the doctor in that day provide a prescription, or here's what you need to do to be healed. It was incurable. There was no way to recover from it just medicinally. Its effects were irreversible, and it slowly consumed its victims. Sin kills, just like leprosy. Just like leprosy slowly kills its victims. That's what sin does to you and I. And secondly, short of divine intervention, sin is incurable. Just like leprosy. Short of divine intervention, sin is incurable. So now, looking through biblical lenses, we come upon this story of the leper. And though you're not struggling with leprosy that I'm aware of, I'm not. I can certainly pray this prayer back to the Lord because I understand what this leper is praying to the Lord for his external circumstances is very much the reality of our own hearts. Lord, my heart is leprous. My heart is not what it should be. And if you will, you can make it clean. There's a couple things about this text this morning that will be helpful for our prayers. Number one, the leper comes to Jesus. And the great assumption in coming to Jesus is that really this leper had nowhere else to turn. Doctors could not cure leprosy. If leprosy were ever to go away from an individual, it, took, it required divine intervention. So what is this leper saying about Jesus when he goes to him and prays to him? If you will, you can cure me. He's saying, you're God. I recognize I'm coming to you, O oh God. No one else can help me. No physician, no one who's been through this. It will take nothing short of a miracle to fix my leprosy problem. Is that not true of your sin problem as well? It will take nothing short of a miracle. You can't do it. You can't be good enough. You can't plan this day. I'm going to do better than I did yesterday, and I'm going to, I'm going to overcome this myself. Our sin problem needs divine intervention, and that's why we pray this morning. We gather together in this holy place. It's holy because of the presence of the Lord. We gather not because we're so good. If you're here this morning, you're probably very unhappy in, in this setting because you may think you're, we've come here because we're bad. We're here because we're needy. We're here because God who has promised to meet with his people because he knows we need him. We're here this morning out of our sense of need. And he's willing and he's able. The second thing, not only he comes to Jesus, just as we do together in prayer, the leper worships Jesus. In his approach, what do we see there? He came to him, verse 2, and knelt before him. Luke's gospel gives us another word. He fell down on his face before Jesus. He comes in recognition that he's in the presence of Almighty God. He's in the presence of holiness. He's bowing before Jesus in recognition of who he is. This is the Messiah. This is the King. Beloved, as we gather together in prayer this morning, that should be the position of our hearts. We come this morning to you, O God. In the name of Jesus, we bow our faces, we bow our hearts before you. You are the King. You are the Sovereign. You are the Almighty. We praise you. And even as we bring our requests to you as needy children, even if you choose not to answer them in the way that we think it should be answered, 
It doesn't matter. You are still our God. We praise. We fall on our face before you. We worship you. Is that where our hearts are this morning in prayer? He comes to Jesus. He worships Jesus. He confesses his faith in Jesus. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. In his mind, he has no doubts that Christ can heal his incurable problem. The question he doesn't know is, is he willing? If you are willing, you can do it. Well, here's, we come from a different posture, a different frame of mind, because here's what the gospel has taught us. Yes, we affirm God is able, Christ is able to help us. In fact, he's the solution to everything. Christ is the answer to everything this morning. And here's what we know that this leper was unsure of. He's also willing. He is willing and he's able. And an old Puritan pastor uh, said, when, you, when your heart begins to embrace those two realities, your neediness, God is able and God is willing, then you don't have to say, come on, people, let's pray. Hearts will pray. So if you find your heart dry this morning when it comes to prayer, which of those elements is lacking? Are you doubting God's willingness? Are you doubting his ability? Are you doubting your need? Pride will keep us from prayer. A low view of Christ and pride in our hearts will silence our lips, silence our hearts. Ask God to help with whatever area we're lacking in. And then the last thing, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will. He answers his doubt. If you will, Jesus responds, I will. That's my character. Be healed. And this leper, who was plagued by an incurable disease, was healed. Now what did we say leprosy symbolizes throughout the Bible? It's our sin problem. This morning, we gather together, and we brought baggage with us. Most of us were here gathered together last Lord's Day. And in the time since then until now, we have filled up a baggage, bags of sin. God's called us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And none of us have. I hope we've strove, strived. We are striving for that. But I hope no one here looks back upon the week and says, I've got nothing to repent of. I've got nothing to, to deal with. There's no sin in my heart this morning. We are all spiritual lepers. Now, by God's grace, before the face of God, we're forgiven. But on a practical level, we must continually seek the Lord to grow in holiness, to deal with our sin. The story of Jesus cleansing of the leper is not about leprosy. It's about God. And his gospel of grace. And that he can and will heal our sin problem through Jesus Christ. Through his blood. Through his death. Through his resurrection.